filled with teaching, truths and issues that matter. Bernie Diamond's A Different Perspective, part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Let's turn our attention to a dimension of Christian persecution that we don't talk about all that often. There appears to be a hidden pandemic of gender-based violence in many nations involving the abduction and trafficking of Christian women and girls. Which nations? Nations in Africa, in Asia, the Middle East and Latin America. The 2021 Gender-Specific Religious Persecution Report has been published by Open Doors International and it found that COVID-19 is fueling a growing incidence of gender-specific religious persecution. Let's get some insights. Kimberly Linko from Open Doors is across the details of this new report. Kimberly's joining us. Kimberly, welcome to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for having me. Kimberly, there's lots of stories. You could start with a story today of what typically happens when there is this gender-specific persecution. You've got a story there of a man named Boutros and his daughter. I do, yeah. Thank you, Neil. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to to tell these stories. Um, we have this story that has come from Southeast Asia, and Boutros was he was a gifted evangelist in Southeast Asia, and he refused to stop sharing his faith in, among his local community. And unfortunately, his 19-year-old daughter, Lucina, was abducted, assaulted, and she was forced into a marriage. And that is just the devastating reality that we're seeing all over the world, where women are seen as um, a softer target in a way and seen and, and used to um, to persecute the, the community and traumatize the community. And, uh, and when she was found, three months later, she was traumatized she was malnourished and she was pregnant. Uh, and this this story represents just this devastating reality of mil- millions of women. Um, and, you know, open doors where we're on the ground and where they're helping helping communities just like Boutros's, uh his community. And we've actually got this program called Restorations and, and it helps to help the victims of vex- sexual violence and um, domestic violence and, and all the horrible things that are associated with that to heal and to reintegrate into their community. Uh, it's based on biblical principles and Jesus' character and helps the community and families respond to persecution in, in love and solidarity. And, you know, Boutros is, is this amazing man and he he um, he persistently worked to both retrieve her and to bring charges against the man who held her prisoner and and assaulted her. And um, you know, Boutros gave his daughter and then his grandson uh, from this false marriage a place and a future in his home, which is, you know, what what a horrible horrible story it is, but definitely has has some hope in it. Kimberly, is this typical where violence is used as a persecution weapon, a way of making Christian women vulnerable and traumatizing the community? And if you're Christian, you're a little bit lower than everyone else. Is this a typical weapon being used? 
Yeah, it is. It's unfortunately, it is a, a major weapon that's being used in the persecuted church. And we're seeing that, you know, by abducting Christian women and forcing them to convert and, and marry, persecutors are then preventing the future Christian generations from growing. So it's, it's actually has these long-term, like generational effects. Um, it, it's also seen as a way to weaken the core of the Christian communities. So persecutors often target um, the daughters of pastors or church leaders or um, yeah the the vulnerable the, the more vulnerable in the community and yeah we've we've um, we've been seeing that women's bodies are becoming almost the second battlefield for countries in conflict which is so so devastating um, but you know this is this is why we 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 need to pray for the persecuted church and for these um, women particularly I mentioned some continents in the introduction, uh, Africa, uh, Asia, the Middle East, Latin America. Are there particular hotspots where women are being used in this way as a persecution weapon? Yeah, yeah. We're finding that like, particularly trafficking continues to rise in parts of Africa and Asia. Um, so globally, uh, there were 17 countries that reported incidents of trafficking, and that's up from 10 in 2020. So that's 17, seven extra countries this year that have been reporting extra incidents of trafficking. And um, what we're finding is that countries that are experiencing conflict are the most likely to report trafficking. And this is, of course, exacerbated by COVID and the, the pandemic that's rocking communities worldwide. Um, for example, yeah, like I was saying, that story of um, in Southeast Asia, lockdown actually delayed the recovery of this 19-year-old girl, the, the daughter of the evangelist. So, yeah, the recovery was, was delayed and, um, yeah, it's just having all these knock-on effects in all these different regions throughout the world. So the persecution was already there. It was already rampant. But when COVID came along, that exacerbated a whole lot of other issues yeah. for women. A dreadful situation. I wonder whether, though, you've been able to separate or been able to pinpoint whether the violence is against women alone or whether it's a uptick in violence against women, but there's an uptick in general. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we're finding like all over the world, we're actually seeing that domestic violence and 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 all sorts of different violence. There's also things like psychological violence, which is also a very, very complex issue. And, and we're seeing that that's actually yeah, becoming even worse because of COVID and it's revealing this like ugliness of persecution in new ways. And so, yes, it's it's although it's it's um, persecution against women, it's it is breeding this new vulnerability throughout all the all the communities which has been really devastating and of course the idea that the persecution against women and girls is typically a whole lot more hidden uh, than the sort of persecution that we might be familiar with that's happening with mm. men what are your thoughts on the fact that it is often behind closed doors yeah it's it makes it even more complex actually it's it's very difficult because you know women are not alone in this men also experience um, persecution christians you know 
all, all over across the board Christian in, in the persecuted church they're experiencing this as you were saying yet yeah, men, men experience more public persecution so that could be physical violence economic harassment at work imprisonment that kind of thing um, and and it really weakens the family because they're able to you know their breadwinner is is killed for example but yes it's very complex when it comes to women because this it's their um, being persecuted in ways that are behind closed doors or even, um, for example, in Mozambique, the, the economic impact on the already poor families has pushed underage girls into forced marriage because that's guaranteed food for the family. And so these unthinkable decisions that these families have to make of of these hidden um, hidden ways of, of just needing to provide for the family, or um, you know, in the in the Gulf region, um, we have experts that explained how lockdown meant that there are less people on the street, means make, making it easier for women to um, be targeted and women and girls um, to be targeted by human traffickers, and it's actually made it harder to rescue them, um, which has been, yeah, it's something that it's. Very complex, multi-layered, very, very difficult. Um, yeah, rather than that more like public persecution. So yeah, it's very difficult. Is it the case that in many nations it's culturally accepted that men treat women badly? And so if we talk sexual violence or forced marriage and domestic violence, these sorts of things, uh, what mm. the report seems to allude to is that uh, these things are happening much more out in the open, uh, not even an attempt to hide these actions, uh, no fear of consequences. What are your thoughts for mm. the changing times and uh, the dangers for women in so many nations? Yeah, this is becoming a really big issue. And actually, particularly in countries like India, um, we had a report that came out last year as well, um, touching on that, about how often women are actually lacking not only the protection from their community and um, or or protection from you know society, they're actually lacking protection from the law. Um, so in some countries behind closed doors, domestic violence can be socially acceptable or, um, yeah, some other... Um, sexual violence or horrible, horrible things like that um, is is where these countries do see it as socially acceptable. And that that's just coming straight back to, to that, that really big point of how complex this issue is, is where, um, yeah, these, these women are, are just in such a difficult space. And what we, what we uh, say about these particular women is that they're facing double persecution. So they're being persecuted because they're, they're faith in Jesus. Um, they're being persecuted, but also for their, for their gender. So that because they're a woman and, and then it even goes deeper than that. So in countries like, for example, in India, there's some women that face triple persecution. So that's persecution because of their faith in Jesus, because they're a woman, but also because of their class, so their social class. So that's just so difficult. And all, of course, all these things are because nothing, they've just been born into it. So it's nothing that they've done. They haven't done anything wrong. And uh, yeah, just so difficult for them. And in days like these, Kimberly, here in Australia, we've become a whole lot more sensitive to how women are feeling about how mm. they're treated in Australia. And when you describe triple persecution in some nations where women are being persecuted not only for their faith, but for their gender and for their class, very, very mm. tough. Kimberly, Absolutely. can listeners today read the whole report? Is the whole report available on your website? <laughs> 
Yes, absolutely. So if you go to opendoors.org.au and you go to our blog section, um, you can read um, the whole report and our commentary in our blog as well. Uh, so everything that we spoke about uh, today is on our blog. And yes, you are most your listeners are most welcome to read the full report and uh, le- learn more about what's happening in these countries. And when I point people to opendoors.org.au, I'll often say, find some wonderful resources there. Connect with Open Doors. How would you like people to connect with you? Oh, absolutely. That would be amazing. I mean, you can have a look on our homepage. You can see we we have we always have an appeal happening, um, which is a, a really specific way that you can help. Or you can sign up to our emailing list and you can get stories from the persecuted church straight into your inbox. And these are news and, and, and stories that are happening right at this minute. And you can get them straight into your inbox if you would like to learn more about what's what's going on around the world. Well, Open Doors, a magnificent organisation supporting the persecuted church and as many as 70 countries around the world. You can visit the website opendoors.org.au. Kimberly Linko from Open Doors. Kimberly, thanks so much for giving us your insights today on 2020. Oh, thank you, Neil. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.